Hi guys, welcome back to Steadily. After a bit of a hiatus, I am back with an episode without any guests or my co-host. It's me, Morgan, and this episode is going to be a bit different. I also apologize because I have a bit of a cold, um, so my voice sounds a little off, but I'm back. And today we're going to be talking about navigating emotion, finding outlets, and setting up a self-care routine. Before I start to get into talking about emotion, um, we've discussed this briefly in the past, but I think it's important to touch on the fact that you don't have to be diagnosed with a mental illness to take care of yourself and your mental health. I know a lot of people kind of struggle with that, um, but it's something everyone should do. In an age where discussion of these topics is slightly less taboo, but still uncomfortable for a lot of people, I don't think there's really any limit on how many times we can touch on this. So... Mental health and mental illness are often used interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. Think about it in terms of physical illness. We all have general physical health to take care of, but not everyone is going to get lung cancer in their lifetime, but most of us will have a cold, (laughs) like I do right now. Not everyone is going to be diagnosed with a mental illness, but more likely than not, you will have bad mental health days. I also think it's important to note that the idea of mental health may be difficult for many to accept due to the fact that it can be difficult to understand. I'd like to take a moment to try to define mental health. The definition from mentalhealth.gov reads, Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. So, it sounds like something you've been doing pretty much your whole life, right? Trying to take care of your emotional, psychological, and social needs. It sounds a lot less scary when we start to actually talk about it. So that being said, I wanted to talk a bit about what to do when you're having a bad mental health day and how to navigate through these emotions. Recently, I posted on my Instagram page about what I do when I'm having a bad mental health day, so I thought I would touch on these concepts a bit. It is worth noting that all of our needs are different, so what works for me isn't necessarily going to be what works for you, but I do believe that through sharing our own ideas and habits and what we do, we may be able to inspire others, or maybe I can kind of spark an idea for you, or you can try it out, and maybe in trying it out, you'll find something else that works for you. So, one of the things that I find most important is acknowledgement, and I think this is pretty even across the board, um, it's, it's a pretty solid first step. And I think no matter what you kind of do to help relieve yourself of the stress, acknowledging that it's there is kind of essential. It can seem a lot easier to stick to the cycle, do what you feel like you need to, and repress those emotions. People do this for a variety of reasons. Fear, not wanting to be a burden to others, wanting to appear strong. But what happens when you continuously repress and bury your feelings and your bad days? You can't hide from yourself. Eventually, you're going to snap or everything is going to hit you at once and it will feel like you're drowning. Maybe you're there right now. But when we acknowledge our feelings and deal with them when they come, it's a lot easier to take care of ourselves and find ways to cope with bad days. For me, I do this acknowledgement by just giving myself space to exist in that moment. So when I can tell I'm starting to feel off, I'm not feeling like myself, I first try to identify what it is that's making me feel that way. A lot of times for me that shows up as anxiety. 
and I can usually tell that I'm feeling anxious because it's something I've gotten accustomed to recognizing, but I can feel it in my chest or my stomach or just in my mind. Um, so if I'm feeling anxious, I try to go back to what was just going through my mind and try to figure out the cause and what's making me feel that way. Um, sometimes it can be a lot easier said than done, but if you're able to identify the cause, it can be easier to ease your mind. After I do that, I'm able to figure out where I can help myself in that moment using the techniques that I have developed for myself. So that's going to look different for everyone and trying to think back and figure out what's causing your emotions in that moment might not be the easiest thing for you to do. And that's okay because all of this is just sort of trial and error since we're all so different, we're all so unique. Like I said, nothing is going to work all the way across the board for everyone. But if we try things, we're going to find what works for us. So with that being said and coming back to giving myself space, when we're struggling with mental health, it can be really, really difficult to find motivation to do the things that we need to or we feel like we need to. This can then lead to us becoming angry and frustrated with ourselves, which is the opposite of what we need in that moment. And I've been there before. I've done that before. I've had days where I had all these plans of what I wanted to do and something came up and I ended up sitting on the couch reading or watching TV for longer than I wanted to. And in that moment, you kind of have a choice because you can sit there and you can be angry with yourself for the time that you lost and you can beat yourself up. But when it gets down to it, that's not going to accomplish anything. And you're fighting against a mind and a body that you live in and you are supposed to take care of. So it just, if you really think about it, makes more sense to give yourself a little bit of space and allow yourself to move forward. What we need in moments like that is patience and understanding, which I know can be hard to offer to yourself. Many people have the mentality of, not me. Maybe other people, but not me. I'm stronger than that. I'm better than that. I've had friends who have said things like that to me. And you know, I, I get it. And I know that it can be hard to accept that you're gonna have a bad day sometimes um we like to expect perfection from ourselves but it's just it's not it's it doesn't make sense to assume that there's never going to be any time where you slip up or where you're not perfect so I I need you to believe that when I say the strongest thing you can do is to forgive yourself think about it if you find it so challenging to give yourself that break wouldn't it be an incredible feat to accomplish? So here's an example of how that shows up in my life. Um, I like to try to get up around 5.30 in the morning. I have this long morning routine. I like to do, I, I am a morning person, so I'll usually make plans in the morning. All these things I can get done before I have to go to work. Um, but I'm also in the process of learning that mornings off are okay. When I wake up in the morning, I'll evaluate how I'm feeling. Did I sleep long enough last night? Today, actually, I hadn't. I had gone to sleep later than I wanted to and woken up many times throughout the night. I didn't feel great, and I decided that it made more sense for me for today to sleep in a bit more. 
and in the past this might have been something that I would have been super upset with myself for I would have beaten myself up for the rest of the day um, maybe even tried to have been harder on myself the next day but that's just continuing the cycle and I'm losing more time that way this is how we begin to navigate our emotions it's not a one-size-fits-all step-by-step guide as I said but it's continuously checking in with ourselves consistently every day more than once it's figuring out where we are and what we need in that moment so next what i do is what i like to call my rule of three i have encouraged a lot of my friends in the past to make a list of theirs i think i've told a few of my family members so if you're listening and i've told you this before i hope that you do it um but what it is is a list of three things that you know help comfort you that you can use when you're having a bad mental health day, a bad day, you just need a little TLC. For me, it's warm lights, a warm drink, and getting comfy. Um, So it's gotten to the point where if my boyfriend knows I'm having a bad day or I'm stressed out, he'll plug in my Christmas string lights and get a cup of tea in the microwave for me, and I'll put on a sweatshirt or I'll get a blanket and I'll cuddle up with my dog. And that's what I've acknowledged and I figured out works for me but they're mine. So you need to find your own because again, they'll be different for everyone. Think about what makes you feel safe and go from there. For my friend, it's taking a walk. For another friend, it might be watching a movie. Knowing what works for you will save you time when you need it. So I really swear by this rule of three thing. I, as I've mentioned, have told people I know to try it. I've probably talked about it on here in the past. I know that I'm going to talk about it again in the future on upcoming episodes because I just love this thing. And as I was saying, you have to find something that works for you, but this is just so broad. It's almost like a worksheet in school where you fill it out yourself with things that you know work for you or you find work for you, and then you can just have those things on hand. I know, too, that sometimes we don't have the ability to sit down and watch a movie or get up and go for a walk or whatever you find works for you. So my last piece of advice for navigating emotion is to find moments of calm where you can. I like to tell people that it's easy to underestimate the power of a deep breath. (laughs) If you're at work in between meetings, which I think is probably a big one, or even at a party or an event with loved ones or really any place where you can't just drop what you're doing, or find your rule of three things, try just closing your eyes for a minute or even 10 seconds or however long works for you or you're able to, and just taking a few slow, deep breaths. Closing your eyes even just for a short period of time helps eliminate external stimulation in your mind, and doing so with a few deep breaths helps relax tense muscles and gives your body a better sense of calm. It might not be, you know, the do-all, end-all, for making you feel better but it's going to be better than just getting super worked up or letting the stress build taking a little moment to try to recenter and find that calm really can help so those are the top ways that i personally handle bad mental health days or even just tough moments in my life like i mentioned relief is going to be different for each individual person But as we've said in the past, it's important to find ways to handle stress and cope with bad days that also help to take care of you and allow you to grow. Maybe some of these ideas will work for you and maybe not. 
but at the very least, I hope that they give you a sense of direction or even an idea of where to start if you currently feel like you're drowning. On to self-care. I think that with everything flying around in TV and movies and even ads and stores, it can be difficult to pinpoint exactly what self-care is. So I thought that it would be beneficial to take a few moments in this episode to talk about it. Unfortunately, it's not always bubble baths and face masks and other pretty things. A lot of times, self-care is really hard. Sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes it can be pretty and romantic, but a lot of other times it's turning down a night out because of your budget or to do your taxes. I found this article on the Metro and it had a good point, so I'm just going to read a little quote to you guys. Um, For some people, seeing this bubblegum version of self-care is damaging and compromises their view on their own self-care rituals, which for someone in a particularly difficult mental state might be as simple as getting dressed in the morning. So self-care for you has to relate to wherever you are in your life. If you're really struggling right now, self-care might be taking a shower or getting out of bed. And if it is, I'm proud of you and you should be proud of yourself too. Anything that you do for yourself and your well-being is an act of love. Self-care, by definition, is taking care of your well-being. As the Metro article states, there are places for the instantly soothing self-care, like the bubble bath or the face mask, and then the long-term, not-so-fun kind. Figuring out which kind you need in the moment um, is done by knowing your own stress response and then planning accordingly. What stresses you out? How do you usually act? And then going back to navigating emotion, what can you do to relieve it? So I thought that I would talk a little bit about what I do for my self-care routine and how I found it. Um, It's been a lot of trial and error. I've spent probably the last, I don't know, three, four years figuring out exactly what works for me and that's led me to some really uncomfortable things and some mornings where I wasn't happy with what I did or some nights where I just felt super defeated Um, but that's gonna happen and it's normal so I have been able to kind of figure out that my biggest stress trigger and any of my family members or friends who might be listening to this are probably gonna laugh But my biggest stress trigger personally is being rushed. I do not like feeling late. I do not like feeling like I don't have enough time to get ready. So that has kind of led me to developing a routine that works for me and helps me to feel prepared for the day and not rushed. So that shows up in my life by getting up early and taking some time to eat breakfast and wash my face and do some journaling in the morning and try to do a meditation. Um, I like to kind of take note of how my body's feeling and if I'm going to do some movement that day, I will do it in a way that makes sense for my body. I'm not trying to overwork myself or push myself too far or do something that isn't right for me or isn't comfortable for me in that moment. Um, It's kind of every day taking note of how you're feeling, what you need, and kind of going from there. So then at night, I try to 
go to bed a little bit early and make sure I take some time to shower and wash my face because that's when I like to do that and I'll try to read at night and do some meditation at night and that's just what works for me and there have been times where I've had to tell friends I couldn't hang out with them because I knew that I needed to sleep and I knew that if I didn't get enough sleep that that would probably be something that triggered stress for me the next day or I wouldn't be able to do the routines that I know make my stress levels lower or make me have a better day um, if I made that decision that night. Same thing, I've had to stop watching TV shows that I wanted to watch another episode of or whatever just because I know that my body needs sleep the same way I don't like to feel rushed. If I don't get enough sleep, that will trigger a stress response for me. So it's just been a lot of taking note, acknowledging how I'm feeling every day as much as I can for years so that I kind of could get to a place where I know what my body needs and I'm able to adjust my routines and my schedules accordingly. Like I just said too, like this is something that I personally have been working on for literally years. Um, and it wasn't every single day, but my point is, it's not something that you're just going to find overnight and all of a sudden you're going to know exactly what you need and exactly what works for you. But my point is just, you're going to be able to find it and it might seem really daunting and it might seem terrifying and it might seem impossible. And there were a lot of times where I felt that way too. And I didn't think that I would ever be able to figure out what would make me feel better, what would lower my stress levels, what I needed. Um, but I just kept working at it, and eventually I found it. So I'm not trying to say that it's going to take years, just because it took me years. I also sort of had an idea along the way based off of things I've done in the past. I knew that I liked to get up early. I would try different things. It was just a lot of trial and error for me. My point isn't, like I said, that it's going to take you years. It might take you months. It might take you weeks. It might take you days. My point is just to stick to it and try not to get frustrated with yourself if it seems impossible because I promise you, you will find it. So that's kind of that. And I know that this was a lot shorter than a lot of our episodes in the past. It's a lot shorter than a lot of our episodes in the future are probably going to be, um, but I just wanted to kind of take a moment and help everyone recenter a little bit. I know many people right now who recently had a loss or are going through hard times. Many may be finding themselves struggling with mental health for the first time or aren't feeling like themselves but can't pinpoint why. These experiences, these emotions, while terrifying and maybe new to you, are normal. There's nothing wrong with you, and I promise you're going to be okay. It's okay to need a little extra support, and it's okay to give yourself a little extra support. Taking care of yourself is never, ever, ever selfish. Listen to that again, repeat it, write it down if you need to, but believe it. Like I said before, it's an act of love just towards yourself. It's an act of strength to face emotions that scare you. You're strong, you're loved, and you deserve to treat yourself as such. So if you're listening to this, I want you to do your best to give yourself some space today. Take a deep breath, 
Tell someone you love them. Tell yourself that you love you. You're going to be more than okay. We're all moving steadily, even when it feels like we're not.